Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. This podcast is brought to you by Dermal Therapy. If you have experienced the negative impact of stress and face masks on your skin during COVID, the Dermal Therapy Eczema range has clinically shown to reduce itching, swelling, and redness within 60 minutes. The specially formulated eczema moisturizing lotion and the face and eyelid eczema cream contains colloidal oatmeal to relieve irritated and itchy skin to reduce the symptoms of mild eczema and dermatitis. The Dermal Therapy Eczema Range is a proud supporter of the Eczema Association of Australasia, available from leading pharmacists and online. Hello, welcome to the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm speaking with Cheryl Talent, President of the Eczema Association of Australasia. For more than 3 million children and adolescents living with moderate to severe eczema, the worst words in the English language are don't scratch. Friends and parents may utter these words with the best of intentions, but when you are under the lash of relentless itch, the last thing they want to hear is to stop doing the very thing that provides momentary relief. Eczema does come and go over time and it results in very dry and sensitized skin that can be made by worse by exposure to many different things and it will really depend on the person but eczema isn't just skin deep it can affect overall health in a variety of ways the eczema association of australasia first began when a group of parents got together for morning tea to have discussions on how they could better manage their children's eczema and It is now across multiple countries and every state in Australia. But I'll let Cheryl talk more about the amazing work that the Eczema Association of Australia is doing. Having eczema herself, Cheryl has um, started getting breakouts at just a few days old and she became involved in the EAA In 1997, as a volunteer when she was in her mid-30s after having the worst eczema flare-up she had experienced in over 15 years, the support from the association helped her to take charge and keep her eczema mostly under control. And she believes this is the key for most eczema sufferers to manage their eczema outbreaks and also have a great support network. As the president, her role is to educate people about eczema and how to manage it, to work with companies who have products that help, and also liaise with health professionals and researchers to ensure that the EAA is providing the most up-to-date advice and support. I started by asking Cheryl what she thought was the biggest misconception about eczema. 
Unfortunately, the general public is not well informed about the condition of eczema. There are many myths about the condition and their ignorance unintentionally creates more stress for the eczema sufferer. Many people think that the condition is contagious, which of course it's not. As we know, sufferers are at more risk from others. We have had instances many times of teachers segregating children in preschools and schools due to this lack of correct information. I think it's very important to address this issue by distributing correct literature in as many places as possible for education and information. It is only in this way that, that we will be able to get through to everyone that eczema is not contagious. It just looks terrible and unsightly. In fact, eczema sufferers are much more at risk because people don't realise how easily eczema skin can become infected. Unless you've suffered from eczema yourself, it's impossible to explain the devastating effect it can have on your life and that of your family. The uncontrollable itching, then the following pain, can affect every facet of your life and it is impossible to do anything without first thinking of how it will affect your skin condition. Yeah, some big myths there. And especially because eczema is so common in children, how terrible to then be segmented from your classmates. That's I can certainly... add a little bit to that, a, a bit of an example for people. Yeah, absolutely. So think of eczema as a mosquito bite. You get bitten by a mosquito, it itches, itches, itches. You scratch, scratch, scratch. Once you scratch enough and break the skin, the itchiness goes away, but then it can be incredibly painful. So this is, imagine a mozzie bite is a big patch of eczema and that's exactly what it feels like. Mm. So tell us more about the Eczema Association of Australasia. The Eczema Association of Australasia began as a local coffee information get-together for parents who were frustrated in not being able to find the resources they needed to successfully help manage their children's skin condition. From that early coffee morning, it has grown to a national organisation who support, educate and promote self-advocacy for all eczema sufferers. Our free helpline provides a friendly ear and a shoulder to lean on to sufferers who don't know where to turn. And how did you get involved with the association, Cheryl? I got involved with the Eczema Association over 20 years ago. And during that time, I've learned a lot about the condition of eczema and how it affects the people who have it, including myself. Unfortunately, I happen to be one of the sufferers having had eczema from head to toe as a baby. In fact, my mother was too embarrassed to take me out of the house. After my initial flare up, I was then clear for many years, apart from the odd patch, and of course, always had sensitive skin, which is one of the other things that eczema sufferers have. And then I had an onset of extremely severe hand dermatitis when I reached the age of 38. My baby eczema was clearly allergy related. My parents changed my diet to goat's milk and the eczema cleared up within three days. However, sometimes it's not that easy to diagnose. My adult dermatitis has not been so easy to get rid of. As we all know, there are many factors which play a part, stress, environment, diet, etc. In fact, I did go through some trauma around that time and I believe that was the trigger and the reason why my skin became so hard to manage. At that time, I was unemployed, mainly because of my skin condition. And when I found out there was a support group locally for eczema sufferers, I started as a volunteer. 
joining the eczema association and learning so much about eczema really helped me manage my skin condition much more effectively. Members of my family through the years have all worked as volunteers in some capacity. As we are a whole family who suffer eczema, asthma and hay fever, which is pretty typical. So tell us more about eczema. Like what is the cause? You found that you had some allergies which then flared up eczema. But what are some of the common causes? What are the symptoms? Well, we don't still know the exact cause of eczema. It appears to be linked to internal triggers such as a family history of eczema, asthma or hay fever. That's the strongest predictor. If both parents have eczema, there is an up to 80% chance that their children may also develop eczema. Some foods and alcohol, dairy and wheat products, citrus fruits, eggs, nuts, seafood, chemical food additives, preservatives and colourings, and of course, stress. However, I must point out that it's less than 10% of sufferers that actually have a true allergy. What we do know is eczema sufferers often have intolerances. So, for example, you can have one orange a week or two, but if you had one every day, it would affect your skin. But that's not actually an allergy. External triggers that can affect eczema sufferers are such as tobacco smoke, chemicals, weather, hot and humid or cold and dry, and air conditioning or overheating. Also allergens, house dust mites, moulds, grasses, plant pollens, foods, pets and clothing, soaps, shampoos and washing. The symptoms of eczema include moderately to severely itching skin, rash, dry red patchy or cracked skin. Commonly, it appears on the face, hands, neck, inner elbows, backs of the knees and ankles, but can appear on any part of the body. Skin weeping, watery fluid, rough, leathery, thick skin. People with eczema have a defective skin barrier. This barrier doesn't retain moisture and allows allergens to penetrate and set up a reaction. As I said, at this point in time, there is no cure to this skin condition which is terribly frustrating and depressing for eczema sufferers. So it's really about managing the condition and then pinpointing what your specific triggers are, which I can yeah, imagine can exactly. yeah. um, be frustrating itself to first determine what those triggers may be. Exactly. And that's why we do recommend testing. Even though, as I said, not many sufferers have true allergies, we do know they have intolerances. The best advice is actually to keep a daily diary of what you eat, where you go and what you do. And you often see after a couple of months, a pattern emerging. With eczema, unfortunately, you have to be your own detective a little bit. So how does eczema affect people on a daily basis? You mentioned obviously that it is extremely itchy and painful. Well, although eczema is not a life-threatening disease, it has a really debilitating effect on a sufferer, their carers and their family's quality of life. The nighttime itching can cause sleepless nights, and that's for everyone if you have a child with eczema, and also place a significant strain upon relationships. It's very difficult looking after a child with severe eczema. Eczema flare-ups can often lead to absenteeism from work, school, personal activities and responsibilities. It also has a huge impact on your social activities. You know, you just don't, when you covered in a red itchy rash you don't want to go out you don't want to talk to people you know it's quite an isolating sort of disease so many eczema sufferers avoid activities which could bring them into contact with allergens or irritants or cause discomfort 
for example, swimming, gardening and exercise, which results in sweating, which is often painful and limits participation, as I said, in social gatherings. For some severe sufferers, it can also mean hospitalisations and costly treatments. Even day-to-day -day management is expensive, as moisturisers, soap-free cleansers, etc., are all over-the-counter treatments for which there is no financial assistance. No financial assistance. So in regards to some of the treatments and things like that, are they not covered by Medicare or health insurances? Not really. Some are, but for some people too, if you can get a healthcare card, go down to Centrelink and get a healthcare card for the sufferer, their prescribed treatments will be reduced. But all the over-the-counter product, which most people rely on, you don't get any financial assistance at all. Only for prescribed ones, and that's only if you have private health or you have a healthcare card. I see. So it's quite difficult. They did a study a few years ago on children with diabetes and children with eczema. And I know diabetes is a life-threatening condition. I'm not downplaying it. But once you get onto the right diet for a child with diabetes and the right medication, it's pretty much sorted. And you get a lot of government assistance. They will subsidise a dietitian. They will subsidise the medication. But we don't have any of that with eczema. So our role is to keep on trying to get those sort of things recognised you know, by the government and the bodies who sort out these things. And just to take a little bit of the load off for those ongoing expenses that are inevitable. So what are the different types of eczema? Well, there are different types, but basically atopic dermatitis is the most common type. You can have a couple of different types at a time, like some people can have atopic dermatitis and a type of scalp eczema called seborrheic dermatitis. But usually it's all treated pretty much the same. Eczema is a broad term that healthcare professionals use to describe a general group of conditions that may cause skin to become red, dry, itchy and scaly. And in severe cases may weep, bleed and crust over, causing, of course, a lot of discomfort for the sufferer. Sometimes eczema sufferers may get infected skin or their eczema can get infected. The condition can also flare and subside for no apparent reason, even when triggers are avoided. So it's a very frustrating disease to deal with. And with increased stress, which sometimes we feel out of control with, that ongoing monitoring of stress and well-being. So what about the treatment options? What are the most common or known treatment options or effective treatment options for those with eczema? Unfortunately, although there still aren't many treatments currently available for eczema, very excitingly, there are a couple of new treatments now available, a topical treatment, Staquis, for the milder sufferers, and a monthly injectable treatment, Dupixent, for the severer sufferers. The treatments that have been around for many years, such as topical steroids, have a really bad rap, which is not justified as they can be very effective in managing eczema if used properly and correctly. In the old days, people used to whack on topical steroid for months on end and it used to damage the skin. We don't use it that way nowadays. It's a very safe and effective treatment for most people. As we know, although there is no cure for eczema, finding the right skincare products combined with using a treatment such as a topical steroid cream can give most sufferers excellent management of their skin condition. And what about eczema in children and adults? What are the differences, if any? Well, in adults, usually eczema is most often on the face, hands, feet or body. 
In children, eczema is much more common in flexural areas, such as the insides of the elbows and backs of the knees. In babies, eczema is usually worst on the face, neck and scalp, often due to drooling from teething. So let's talk about daily skincare. What should be used and what should not be used for those that experience eczema? Soap products, detergents and anything perfumed should not be used when you have eczema. The skin of people with eczema is very sensitive, so using hypoallergenic or skin-sensitive products and trying to limit contact with allergens can be really helpful in managing eczema more effectively. So if you go into your pharmacy, don't look at all the lovely, perfume, pretty, bubble-bathy type of products. Only look on the hypoallergenic or skin-sensitive shelves and then it's still very much a trial and error process. What suits one person won't suit another. So our advice is patch test anything new. Good advice. And what about some ingredients that are known to be beneficial for those with eczema? Well, colloidal oatmeal is one of those products that a lot of these hypoallergenic products have added because we know in nature that it's a natural anti-inflammatory type of component. So it's a great additive to some of these skin sensitive products. And you know, quite often it's very suitable for people to help manage their skin condition. But like everything else, it is a trial and error process. So our advice is if you see something with colloidal oatmeal, definitely go for it, but patch test it first. Okay. And should people be looking for a specific percentage or amount of colloidal oatmeal in that actual ingredient? I don't think so. I think just the fact that it's got colloidal oatmeal, it, that's a little bit sort of scientific looking for people have enough trouble just finding the right products. So there is a sort of a general basis. Try and use hypoallergenic products because they have the least aggravating additives as their preservatives. And that's why we recommend that. And colloidal oatmeal for most people is a great additive. I've never really looked at the percentages, so sorry about that. But I would recommend that our members look for something with that product added. And how is that different to oatmeal, the traditional oatmeal in a look, product? Traditional oatmeal has a role. I mean, there's still people that you can put some oatmeal in a little stocking or something and pop it in your bath. And, you know, oatmeal itself has a lot of emollient or moisturising properties. So, it can be a great additive. So that's why we say to people, it's a good thing to look out for, you know, having a bit of extra oatmeal. For some people, it can be a great additive. Like everything, it's trial and error. And what do you think will change in the future of eczema awareness, diagnosis, treatment, just from the perspective of the association view? Are you seeing some new and exciting things on the horizon? Well, I think for the future, the world is concentrating much more effort on research into more effective treatments for eczema, which is good news, but this has come about through a worldwide surge in eczema cases, Australia being one of the highest incidences in the world. In other words, we're really becoming a bit more sensitive to our environment. Diagnosis is much more efficient these days, as previously eczema was often misdiagnosed. So this has led to using the wrong treatment in the past. So I think overall, things are looking very encouraging. There's more research going on than ever before. There's more companies putting together specific products for people with sensitive skin. So I think it's great news. We just have to keep plugging away. Yeah, keep working, keep working. Consistency is key. Are you able to provide some advice for someone that may be experiencing eczema 
And also some advice for perhaps parents who they may have just found that one of their children has been diagnosed with eczema. I think the most important thing firstly is obtain a correct diagnosis from your health professional and don't let other people scare you into not using your prescribed treatment. We attend GP conferences and GPs tell us that underuse of treatments is one of the biggest problems in Australia, not overuse. Most sufferers just don't understand how treatments work. So for most sufferers, using their treatments effectively can be the best way to manage their skin condition. The basis and the mainstay from sufferers with mild to severe eczema is moisturising. Moisturiser helps to repair the damaged skin barrier. There is no, unfortunately at this stage, there's no one moisturiser that suits every eczema sufferer, but there are many moisturisers available that suit many sufferers. So it's still a trial and error process and always patch test first. Okay, and what about for parents that may be just feeling a little lost? So don't panic. You know, remember that eczema flares up and down. So when you experience a flare, go back to basics and get some help. Now ring us at the EAA. We can often go over your daily skin routine and maybe tweak a few things. There's lots of little tips that help. For example, if you've got a kid that's really itchy, pop their creams in the fridge. It's very soothing and numbing on that itchy skin. You know, if we stop that scratching behaviour, we can start to get on top of the skin condition. So there's always help available. We're always, you know, people can email us or ring our free helpline or go and see your GP, get some extra help. You know, don't just sit at home and stress about it. There's always some help out there. So that comes to the actual association. What kinds of support and resources is available for either those that experience eczema or for carers and loved ones? Well, our role at the Eczema Association is just to be a supporting body for eczema sufferers with help and advice. This complements the advice they already receive from their medical professionals. We always recommend that everyone visit a dermatologist about their skin condition. Uh, but we have more time to spend over the phone or via email, you know, to go over their daily routine and suggest ways in which their skincare management can be, you know, changed or tweaked to be a bit more effective. We always follow this up by some educational literature. You know, if people have it in their hand and they can read it, it really reinforces everything they've been told. And this clears up a lot of confusion that people get when they visit Google and Google themselves well. I mean, we all love Google, don't get me wrong, but sometimes the information can be so confusing, it's really, really quite daunting and people get quite confused. That's great advice. And what about, I noticed that there is like a membership with the association. Is that just available to health professionals or does someone that is uh, that has eczema also need to join as a member? Well, look, we have special dedicated sites for health professionals where they can get information, but our memberships are for people in the general public. So anyone can ring us or email us anytime and we will respond. But for our members, we often have lots of samples of products we can send them, which is great. They can try a little sample rather than buying a big bottle. We have a magazine we put out every three months, which is the only dedicated eczema magazine in Australia. And we have lots of stories and tips and all sorts of you know, new research going on. And members love it. 
And we also have our social media. If you tick our social media, we'll put in, you in touch with people in your area. You might like to meet them for a coffee morning. You know, sharing your disease is not carrying the burden on your own and that helps relieve stress sometimes. Just mm. talking to someone who really understands what you're going through. Absolutely. Talking to someone with lived experience. I mean, while it's so important to see our healthcare providers and dermatologists, etc., sometimes speaking to someone that has been where you are can certainly help lighten that load. And one of the other great things for our members too is when our corporate supporters, we have some companies who support us, have specials on their products and that, we'll send them a little EDM we don't bombard them, but we'll let them know when there's a special. So that's a really helps them cost-wise to buy what they like to use, you know, when it's on special. Because that's what I say to everyone, find what you like and buy up big when it's on special. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. So Cheryl, where can people find more about the association and the work that you're doing? Well, look, you know, we have a great website. So visit our website at eczema.org.au. You can free call us on 1300 300 182 or visit one of our social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Just type in eczema AU. We put lots of tips and helpful information and people love finding out what we've got to say. Thank you so much for sharing more information on eczema. This is actually the first podcast we've covered on eczema on the Hell by Skin podcast after over 60 episodes. There's unfortunately so many skin conditions to talk about, but we're finally talking about eczema and it was great to hear more about what you're doing at the association as well. Thank you. How wonderful it was to hear about all the amazing things that the association is doing for those that experience eczema and for loved ones and carers, from memberships to magazines to products that they've tried and tested. The Eczema Association is certainly a space that you want to visit if you or a loved one experiences eczema. Now, if you do, Cheryl also spoke at a recent event that we hosted, a virtual skin summit based on eczema and psoriasis. You can now watch the presentations from leading experts and patients with lived experience from your smart device at your convenience. There's over three hours of content and the link if you'd like to sign up and register and be able to watch all these presentations is in the show notes. You get unlimited access um, for as long as you need. So you can watch back whenever you please. And this is just one of the seven virtual skin summits that we have launched um, over the next 12 months in space of not being able to do live events. However, the benefit is, is it doesn't matter where you are, whatever country you can access and start joining in Skin Powerment today. So Hit the link in the show notes and you can register and start watching straight away. Until next week, be skin powered.